I'm teaching you on the two kinds of prayer. The two kinds of prayer. Somebody say the two kinds of prayer. Something is not right. That's why. The two kinds of prayer. Are you there? Have you written that? All right. Now, I want us to look at something in the Bible, in the book of First Corinthians, chapter fourteen. Verse 14 to 15. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, the book of Corinthians was written by Apostle Paul. And. The book of Corinthians was written by Apostle Paul. And. He said quite a number of things there. Now the chapter the, 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 the chapter 13, he talks about love. 12, he talks about the gifts. I think last Sunday we were talking about the gifts of the, I, I, I give a short something about the gifts of the spirit. Now when you go to 13, he talks about love. And 14, he's talking about prayer. He's talking about the manifestation of the, the gifts of the spirit. Are you with me? Let's look at verse 1 of that verse. Verse 1. What does verse 1 say? He said, follow after charity. Now, he ends verse chapter 13, the last verse, by a statement where he says that. Now abides faith. Now abides hope and now abides love. Then he says, but the greatest of all is love. Then he goes on in verse 14 and he says, follow after love. I hope you are aware that the verses of the Bible were put in by human beings. So Paul was just continuing his write-up. So chapter 12, he started with gifts of the spirit, powerful things, powerful things. Chapter 13, he now comes to the subject of love. The last portion is saying that these three things are the best of them. He said, faith, hope, and love. Then he says, the greatest is love. Now see what he says. Then he continues by saying that follow after love. He's, he has already laid foundation that the greatest is what? Love. Then he's now telling, if the greatest is love, what do you do? Follow after love. Then he says, and desire spiritual gifts. Hey, is that in your Bible or is it only in my Bible? Is it in your Bible? Paul is saying that, follow, he said the greatest is love. Then he says that follow after love. And he says, desire the spiritual. Now in your Bible, you see that there's the, the, the some um, italics. He said, desire the spiritual. And when you pay close attention to that text, you realize that it's this desire spiritual gift. 
Paul is saying that the gifts of the spirit are spiritual. I follow what I'm saying. I follow what I'm saying. He, didn't, he said desire. So the people who translated the Bible and did study into the Bible realized that that thing he's talking about there is what? Gifts. Aha. Uh -huh. So you realize that some versions put gifts there. Some just put it desire the spiritual. But rather that ye may prophesy. Eish. Paul, uh, Paul, what are you saying? You are saying that love is the greatest and now you are saying I should desire to prophesy. I think that, uh, I think that Paul is saying that if love is the greatest and you follow love, you will find out that in following after love, you will follow after the gifts of the spirit and you will live in the prophetic ministry. Again, Paul is trying to say that if you say you love, if you say you love God, if you say you want to walk in love, you must have the spiritual. Are you with me? He's saying that you must have spiritual gifts to demonstrate your love. You must have the prophetic ministry to demonstrate your love. It doesn't mean you can't, you can't show love without the gifts of the spirit. Neither is he saying you can't show love without the prophetic. But Paul is saying that the, he said follow after love and desire. Spiritual gifts. Now notice that in, in chapter 12, he talks about the fact that now um, the manifestation of the spirit are given to profit with all. To profit with what? With all. Paul is saying that the gifts of the spirit are meant to be used as a tool to demonstrate our love. When Jesus saw that the multitude were, were when he had compassion on them, what did he do? He preached to them. He healed the sick. He, he performed miracles. That was how he demonstrated his love. If we are going to truly be able to demonstrate our love for Christ and the kind of love that God demonstrates to us, we must be able to have in us, wired and engineered in us, the gifts of the spirit. Are you with me? The spiritual. And Paul is saying that desire, follow. He said follow the spiritual and desire. He said, follow, the, the, follow after love and desire the spiritual, but rather that you may prophesy. Mm. I follow me. So this whole chapter, you see him talking about prophesy. You see him talking about prayer. You see him talking about prayer. You see him talking about prophesy. You see him talking about prophesy. This whole chapter, he's going to be talking about prophesy, prayer, prophesy, prayer, prophesy, prayer. I follow me. Now, let's look at verse 2. I think I need to do some justice to this. This. He says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh on, not unto men, but unto God. So Paul is already saying that, Charlie, you can speak in an unknown tongue. And when you speak in an unknown tongue, you are not speaking unto men. I follow what I'm saying. Paul is not saying we shouldn't speak in an unknown tongue. Like many people try to make it look like, you know, speaking in tongues is, is something that, um, um, uh, you know what I mean. And Paul here is not talking about language. Because every language you speak unto men. Because certain theologians and certain scholars make it look like, and uh, when Paul was talking, he was talking about a specific kind of language that God gives to us. But Paul is saying, when I speak, I don't speak unto men because every language must be understood by men. 
Are you with me? Are you with me? So if, he, if Paul were to talk about, example, what happened on the day of Pentecost, are you listening to what I'm saying? Where they were speaking in tongues, ribozanga, diverse tongues. And I told you diverse tongues is when the Holy Ghost gives you an ability to speak in of different kinds of tongues. Where he now decides to interpret to them. So when I'm speaking barabara, barabara, and Ewe is hearing Jesus is Lord. A gun is hearing Jesus is Lord in his gun. Are you with me? And Asante is also hearing Jesus is Lord in her, her Asante. That's what it is. It's not like you are speaking a special kind of language. I follow what I'm saying. So Paul is not saying that speaking in tongues is a wrong thing. Paul is saying that when we speak in tongues, we don't speak unto men, but unto God. But no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. I follow you, man. I follow what I'm saying. I feel like, let me continue. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification, to exhortation, and comfort. Now, he's giving us three fundamental importance. It doesn't mean that's all the prophetic ministry is to. Paul didn't say this. Sometimes people say, oh, the whole duty of the prophetic is what? Exhortation, edification, and comfort. But that is not true. Paul didn't say that. Paul is just saying he that is doing this. And he's, all these things are almost the same. Edification means to build up. It's the same thing as to comfort. It's the same thing as um, to what? To exhort. Even though they are slightly different because two English words are not the same. But Paul is just using... Um, repetition of different kinds of words to convey that the prophetic ministry is meant to make you better. That's just what Paul is saying here. That the prophetic ministry is what? Is there to make you better. Then it goes on. He that speaketh in a known tongue. He's coming again to a known I told you so chapter is tongues, prophesying, tongues, prophesying. So he, and, and, and it's, so, it's so complex in his communication here that many people do not understand 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Are you with me? He said, but he that speaketh in a known tongue edifies himself. And that is true. Now, I hope you are also aware that I already said that Paul is saying that it is not wrong to speak in an unknown tongue. Are you aware? One, Paul says that when you speak in an unknown tongue, you are speaking to God. Again, Paul is saying that when you speak in an unknown tongue, you are edifying yourself. So what do you think? Paul says that when we prophesy, we help edify others. So how do I edify myself? Is it to prophesy to myself or to speak in tongues? Exactly. Are you with me? But when I'm prophesying, I'm edifying other people. I see God opening doors for you. And the Lord said he's going to take you higher. And I saw a grace coming on your life. I'm you feel like, because this person feels down and, and he's about to give up. But as soon as I begin to prophesy, the person begins to feel like, wow. Oh, God knows me. Are you with me? But when I speak in tongues, the person may have no idea what is going on because I'm the one who gets charged up. Are you with me? Let's continue reading. Then Paul says that, I would that ye all speak with tongues. Paul is saying that this is my wish. I desire that you all speak in what? You all speak in what? That's what Paul is saying. Don't let anyone deceive you that tongues is for special group of people 
and tongues is for only the apostles. Are you with me? You will hear this on radio because they teach these things on radio, on television. Some preachers think, Paul is saying that I wish that all of you spoke in tongues. I follow what I'm saying. But rather that ye prophesied. I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but Charlie, rather decide to prophesy. This is communication. Somebody say communication. Paul is saying that I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but you know what? I also wish that you prophesy. And he's about to tell us why. Why does he say? For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with unknown tongues. Or with tongues. With tongues, right? Why is he saying greater? He's saying greater because he's talking about church gathering. When we gather in a church or when we gather as believers and there are all forms of group of people or when we gather in an open place like we are in town because you will talk about that in the next verses that are coming. Are you with me? And I begin to prophesy. I, I do well to the others than when I'm speaking in tongues. It's true. Is it not true? Yes. When we meet and we are not even praying because he was not even talking about praying here. Like when we meet as believers... Eh? And I begin to prophesy to you. And I begin to do Bible study. I am better. That's what Paul is saying. I'm doing well. The word greater there is, he's performing well. He's doing well. He's, he's doing a greater job. That's what Paul is trying to say. The one who, like when we meet like this, the one who is prophesying is doing a greater job than the one who is speaking in tongues because the one who is speaking in tongues is only communicating with what? With God. He's enjoying the thing and no one else is enjoying the thing. Unless that all of us can what? Speak in tongues. Like when I came, you were all blasting in tongues. Are you with me? Yes. So when that happens, we are all what? Edifying ourselves. But what happens when somebody joins you and the person cannot speak in tongues? Now Paul will talk about it very soon. Let's continue. Then Paul says, except he interpret that church may receive edifying. He says that if somebody should speak in tongues, the person should try to interpret. And we do it all the time in this church. Just that people don't know that's what we mean, interpret. I can begin by praying the language of the Spirit. Now I want you to begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. Then we begin to speak. Come on, come on, let me hear you blast. Then while we are blasting, I said, you know what? Begin to give God praise. Begin to give God glory. I'm interpreting. I'm interpreting. That's what you are doing. Anytime you speak in tongues, in a public gathering, suddenly you start speaking in normal human language. That is what you are interpreting. You are interpreting to them so that he who does not know how to speak in tongues. And even the whole congregation will know that this is what we are focusing our tongue speaking on. Are you, are you, are you with me? This is what we are doing what? Wow. There's a seat here for you. Are you with me? This is what we are what? We are focusing our tongues on. So, come on, somebody begin to speak. In the, we want to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Let every power be this. I'm interpreting so that the one who can speak in it will know that, okay, we are praying against the devil. So, he would rather be praying in another form of prayer. By clapping his hands and binding the name of Jesus. Every power in my house, every power in my family, I destroy. I destroy. I come against in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Are you with me? Yes. 
Then he says, now brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine or by teaching. Are, are you with me? Or by what? Or by teaching. Paul is saying that, look at this. Let's say that we have all met as believers. We have met and we are in church. We are here to start. We are all seated down. Then suddenly enter. Reko bonza kambala kaya sabrande solokoya. Reviva su gobondo krabadia kabarada. Rebe. Two hours later, I'm still speaking in tongues. Paul is saying that, Charlie, who do you think among you will be able to get what I'm trying to communicate? That's what Paul is saying. Paul is not saying it's a bad thing. He's simply saying that I will do you more good when I what? I bring a revelation. I come and say, you know, you know what? Believers, I had a revelation. I was praying the spirit in my house and the Lord opened my eyes and I saw that growth was coming to this ministry and I saw prosperity and I saw the gospel spreading. That's a revelation. And Paul again is saying, oh, by knowledge, when I come and say, Charlie, you know what? I know, I have found out by knowledge, either by word of knowledge, that this brother and this sister or this person, this is about to happen, or I come by, or I interpret, I speak, Geso so kabaya, Rivaza kabaya, Rebozo kabaya. You know what? The Lord brought me to come and tell you that Jesus is coming soon. I'm interpreting. Or by doctrine, as soon as I come, I come and sit and I start teaching. I start teaching. Like right now when I came, I've been teaching. This is doctrine. So Paul is saying, when I do this, I'm, I'm doing you more good. I'm doing the group more good. Paul is not saying that tongues is bad. He's saying, do you understand? This is the logic. This is the philosophy behind what Paul was trying to communicate. This is a scripture people have misused a lot of times. Are you with me? And again, and even, and even things without life, giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sound, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? Have you, have you seen that? This is so clear. This is so easy. Paul is saying that he has already told us that if I come to you and I'm speaking in tongues, what will you be able to distinguish? You can't distinguish anything. And he's saying that it's the same way if you are there, we are playing a trumpet and it's uneven. Or we are playing musical instrument. You can't even sing with it. You can't even dance with it. You can't do anything with it. And, and so, you must understand that when I, I just come in the believer, I just join you, like the way I just came and we start speaking in tongues, you may not know what we are doing. All you know is that we are speaking in what? We are speaking in tongues unto God. But I won't be able to communicate any message to you. For instance, and then the Lord spoke to me that I should come and tell the church that the hour has come for us to pray. I follow what I'm saying. Then I come and speak in tongues and then I leave. That's what Paul is trying to say here that. It's like musical instruments that do not make sound, make, make any form of communication. Are you with me? And Paul is saying, if I want to communicate, Paul is saying, if I want to communicate with a group of people, I will not communicate with them with tongues. Because in verse 2, he says that when I speak in a unknown tongue, who am I speaking to? Yes. I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to God. So I'm not speaking to any other person. So when I come and I'm speaking in tongues, I'm not speaking to any other person. I am speaking to God and I'm edifying myself. So if I have a message to preach and I come and I'm speaking in tongues, I'm not helping anyone. It's like music instruments that are doing and you don't know what it is trying to communicate. This is what Paul is saying. 
Paul is not saying tongues is bad. Are you following me? Then he says, so likewise ye. He said, so, so you too. Paul is saying that me, when I come and you have gathered and you know that me, I'm Apostle Paul. I'm supposed to come and preach. I'm supposed to come and teach. I'm supposed to come and lead prayer. And suddenly I just come and I'm speaking tongues. Rego, songo, tonga, langa, tiza, kaba, rembe, kemba, langa, daya. Two hours later, then I finish, then I take my leave, then I go. He said, you will surely catch me and beat me. So therefore, you too, likewise, ye also, except you enter by the tongue, the tongue, where is easy to be understood? How shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. And this leads me to my two kinds of prayer. We have the prayer by words. Or prayer by words. Two kinds of prayer. Prayer by words. Slash. Prayer by words. Slash. Prayer of understanding. Slash. Mental prayer. Mental prayer. Are you with me? That's the first kind of prayer. Now, this is the most commonest of all kinds of prayer. We pray it. We prayed it in school. We pray it all the time. When you are called for to come and pray, or when we are going to look at that very soon. Are you with me? When you are called for to come and pray, these are the kinds of prayers that you pray. It's called the mental prayer. This is the kind of prayer that comes from your mind. It comes from your words. You speak it, and you know what you are saying. Are you with me? Like when you are asked to come and lead the prayer of thanksgiving. All right, let's go to Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gate with thanksgiving, enter into his cause with praises, and be thankful unto him and bless his name. Brethren, want to pray and give God glory this morning. Want to pray and give God thanks this morning. Begin to open your mouth and give him thanks. Right now, then you begin. Father, want to thank you for the life of this ministry. Want to thank you for the good things you are doing in this place. Want to thank you for the wonderful things, for the miracles, for the growth, for the stability, for the preservation. The other day you saved me from an accident. I was traveling, oh Lord, I almost died but you preserved my life i want to thank you for my mom who was sick and almost died but lord you delivered him now you delivered her now this is coming from my mind and anyone that hears me pray will understand what i am saying will know what i am saying will understand what i am saying so this is called the prayer by words or the mental prayer or the prayer by understanding by understanding. I know what I'm saying. I understand what I'm saying. Whoever hears me knows what I'm saying. Whoever hears me understands what I'm saying. And this really helps baby Christians in the Lord who are still trying to catch up. They don't know what's going on in the church. When we are praying with the prayer of understanding, we are lifting prayer points and all of those things. We are, we are, we are helping everyone understand what is going on. Now, so in this verse, Paul says that Likewise, ye utter by tongues, words easy to be understood. Are you with me? So what is Paul trying to say? Paul is saying that tongues, unknown tongues, or when you pray in tongues, you are speaking in words, what? Difficult to be understood. 
Not impossible because he uses the, the word easy to be understood. Are you following me? Can we continue? So I've showed you that the first kind of prayer is what? The prayer of what? Understanding. The second kind of prayer is the prayer of the spirit or praying in the spirit. Are you with me? Let's continue. Let's go to verse 13. Praying in the spirit. Many years ago, can I tell you a story? Many years ago, I read in Benin's book of praying the spirit. Was it? No, it wasn't Benin's book. It was a, a sermon he preached. And that was the first time I heard that, that statement, praying the spirit. And I was like, ah, I, look, it gave me headache for about a year. I didn't know what praying the spirit was. And he taught it for a whole distance, but he, I, I didn't get it. Because he never distinguished what it is to pray in the If Benevihina had just said, pray in the spirit, is praying in tongues. I was like, ah, sir. And so I, it, it became a bad, you know, because I wanted to pray in the spirit. I wanted to be in the spirit. I used to think that praying the spirit was, I have to switch some gear. I would mean, let's switch some gear. Said second gear. Then I'm in the spirit. Then I'm seeing things in the spirit. Then I'm, I'm having some kind of mood. Then I'm praying, hey, 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 come on, right now. It became a problem for but he laid a good foundation for me, but I still didn't know until one day I was reading the Bible myself. This is why it is so important for us to read the Bible ourselves. While I was reading, I got to this place. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. He says, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Now, we have already talked about the reason why he may interpret Yahweh. Because if he should speak in a public gathering of believers, he should be able to let them know why he is, the kind of communication he's trying to communicate in the spirit. Are you with me? Then Paul goes on to say, verse 14. What does he say in verse 14? For if I pray in an unknown tongue, what do I do? My spirit prayeth. <laughs> When I saw it, I jumped up out of my room. Look, I was happy. I, I, I was like, ah, I found it. Pray. Because when I listened to that message and when I did my own personal, I realized praying the spirit was so powerful. It commanded results. It did so many things. Because even Jude talks about the fact that you should, we should build ourselves in our most holy faith. Praying the Holy Ghost. Praying the spirit. Ah, I'm like, wow. So I can, I can build myself in faith by praying the spirit. And we'll talk about that very soon. The importance of praying the spirit. And so I was zealous to find out how do I pray in the spirit? How do I pray in the Holy Ghost? How do I? And now Paul is saying that when I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit. It's too good, isn't it? Somebody said, This is good. No, we are saying that. This is Paul saying, Is that not true? He said, for, for what? For what? If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. My spirit prayeth. 
Singo Zara Dikabaya Begomolo Sakazakaya Rigegezolo Zomakadaya Rebenge Satata Ragagadadaya He said, My spirit pray it. Now, you, maybe you don't know what it means to pray in the spirit. <laughs> this is the most powerful means of praying. Because man is a living soul. I listen to what I'm saying. A man is dual in nature in the sense that man operates in the physical and man operates in the spiritual. So, there is a component of man that is spiritual. Some people prefer to call it the spirit of a man. But that thing is quite misleading. But let's take it anyway. And then we have the flesh of a man. When we are talking about the flesh of a man, we are talking about the physical components of the man. The flesh and the spiritual component of the man. Now, the spiritual component of the man was given to man to be able to see beyond the physical, to be able to communicate beyond the physical. Listen, have you noticed that sometimes when you are about to enter an accident or when a beloved of you wants to, is going to die, sometimes you can feel it. How many of you have felt that before? Yes. You can feel it. You know that they're about to, and you don't know how, what's going on. But uh, are you with me? It means that your spiritual component has senses, has antennas, just like insects have antennas that they're able to use to sense things. Your spiritual component, or let's say your spirit, which was given to you by God, was given to you to help you communicate with the spiritual, to be able to access things that are beyond the physical. Like I can be speaking to somebody right now, the person is lying to me and I have no idea because I can't see the mind of this person. But within my spirit, I can be able to access and know the person is lying to me. I follow what I'm saying. So Paul is saying that I can pray mentally and I can pray spiritually. And he says, yet my understanding, he said, he said, verse 40, he said, but my understanding is unfruitful. He said, when I pray in an unknown tongue, I'm praying with my spirit. But the interesting thing is that my understanding is unfruitful. Notice that in verse 13, he talks about the fact that if I pray in an unknown tongue, I should desire to interpret. Why? Because my understanding is unfruitful. But when God gives me grace to interpret, what, what, what am I doing? My understanding becomes what? Becomes fruitful. So when I'm speaking in tongues, I can begin to speak in tongues. I thought about wandering in prayer. If you're able to speak in tongues straight in five minutes, you begin to interpret. Naturally. Naturally. That you realize that you, you begin to speak uh, and suddenly your mind is thinking about something. A subject. A person. A situation. God is interpreting that prayer to you. So you are getting understanding of the tongues that you are speaking. Are you with me? I listen to me. Am I teaching you Bible? Am I teaching you Bible? What a prophet. What a teacher. <laughs> so in verse 30, Paul has already made us understand that. You look what? 
You can pray in tongues, but desire can interpret. And goes on to say that, you know what? When I pray in tongues, my spirit prayed, but my understanding is fruitful. So we can go back to verse 30 and say, if my understanding is fruitful, what should I do? I have to desire to interpret. Or, verse 15 has the answer. Two ways for my understanding to be fruitful. Either I desire to interpret or, Paul says, verse 15, what is it then? I will pray with my spirit and I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with understanding also. Paul is distinguishing the two kinds of prayer. So when I'm singing, I I'm praying, I'm singing in the spirit. I'm singing chants of the spirit. Or when I'm singing, Linde soni sandaya kobalisaya. Yende osule komania saya. Linde yakova di se le komandia saya. Linde likumolo siende yokoba. Inende inalandule sande kaposa. Indele le sumele yande sado sadaya. Oh. I'm singing with understanding. Now, when we go back to post previous, all the things he has been writing, he's talking about the fact that, Charlie, if he is doing the tongues, then people will begin to say, hey, what is going on here? Are you with me? But me, I, I get what I'm saying. I get what I'm doing. So when I'm praying the language of the spirit, I know what I'm doing. It's, 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 it's doing more. It's doing what? It's doing more. But the people that are there, like if I have to sing in tongues right now, it's only those who are also tongues inclined that benefit. That's why charismatics easily enjoy that. When you go to an orthodox to be going in an orthodox is here, you understand what it means. You can't just get up and begin to sing in tongues. But the next time you realize you will not be given opportunity again. But in charismatics, we, are, we understand this all this. So if one person is leading prayer and begins to do that, all of us already know what's going on. So we also what? Join. <laughs> are you with me? That's why I believe that teaching helps people think. It helps people think in a certain way. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, when we don't understand these things, Paul is saying that I can sing in the spirit. Hey. And Paul is saying, I can sing with understanding. So when we are singing, Spirit, won't you dance with me now? Spirit. I don't know if you know that, my song. Spirit, won't you dance with me now? Spirit. Spirit, won't you dance with me now? Spirit. Let's take it again. Spirit. Won't you dance with me now, spirit? You have won my heart. And I am yours. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing. 
You have won my heart And I am yours I will sing I will sing I will sing Spirit Won't you dance with me now Spirit Spirit Won't you dance with me now, spirit? Then it goes like this. Oh, 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 oh. Now, I'm singing with understanding and I'm singing in the spirit. Ah, 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 ah. So Paul said, I can sing in the spirit. Yes. I'm not carnal, I'm not natural. I can sing in the spirit. I can communicate with angels. I can develop a certain kind of state that when I'm speaking, I'm speaking to God. No man understands me. I know what I'm doing. I'm not a madman. I'm communicating in the spirit. When I'm communicating, I'm communicating with my father in heaven. People may say I'm a madman, but you know what? On the day of Pentecost, that's the same thing they said. Though they saw them, said they were mad because people were speaking some kind of things. They were they were behaving some way. Is it not only in prayer that when we are look at? Now I'm just walking. Am I not just walking? I'm just walking. But as soon as I begin to pray, rekapa, lekepe. Is this not a mad behavior? Is this not When we are praying tongues, that's what we are doing. We are just behaving some way. It's the same thing that happened on the day of Pentecost. When they saw the guys going up and down and doing some way, they said, ah, these guys might be drunk. They've drunk something in their booze. They said, ah, maybe we are around 3 p.m. Now over country, say, yeah, bro. Are you kidding me? And Paul is saying, I will pray with my spirit. And I will pray with understanding. I'm not ignorant. Listen, there are some times your, your, your mental prayer cannot, cannot develop the kind of communication that you want to develop to God. You have a hard desire, but the high desire cannot be quantified into human language. That's the time that you have to sweat and begin to speak and pray in the language of the spirit. And your spirit will communicate with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will begin to make intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Let 
Ata, Lepanda Ata, Lepe, Emenoa, 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 Emenoa. Oh Lord, grant us strength for the days that are ahead. My vision will not die, my ministry will not die, my marriage will not die, I will not die. Resoa, and Copaya, and the Capaya, and the Capaya, and the Capaya. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Let it and the kapata lepembelekata lepembelekata lakubudu idadada 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 elende 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 ilapa yapata 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 my spirit prayers lamato sata lamala sataya lamala sataya lamala sataya my spirit is praying lekukukata andakataya i know what i'm doing i'm speaking to god i know what i'm doing i'm speaking to god i'm communicating from my spirit not from my mind sometimes the things i want are not the things i need but when i pray in tongues i begin to pray according to my needs according to my needs and my god is able to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory which are in christ jesus i know what i'm doing when i speak in tongues i'm not ignorant zikoka and i stare the rivers in me i stare the well in me i stare prophetic ministry in me i stare interpretation in me i'm staring giftings in me i'm staring anointings in me i'm staring prophetic graces in me i'm staring opportunities i'm receiving wisdom i'm receiving encounters letter In a new just have your seat for me. And they said we shouldn't pray this way. They said it is occultic. Hi. What kind of prayer do you pray that when you pray, you begin to feel tinglings in your body? Am I the only one? You feel something doing you. You feel things going around you. You feel things happening. Anytime I speak in tongues, I feel more faith. It's true. You feel like the, uh, the prayer is being answered immediately. How many of you feel that way? Mental prayer is good. But praying the spirit is better. Mental prayer is good. But praying the spirit is better. If mental prayer is important, praying the spirit is important. It's important. It's importantest. I know Jesus prayed in the spirit. Look at this. Let's continue to do our, our exegesis. Where are we? 
verse 16 hmm. maybe let's just quickly look at let's look at verse verse 18 Paul said I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all what is Paul saying he's saying that you people also speak in tongues but me I speak more than you all Somebody can even brag with tongues. Can you imagine? And you think this thing is not important? Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? An apostle is bragging with tongues and you're saying this thing is not important. He said, I thank, can you imagine? He's thanking God for tongues. I thank, he's even, he said, you know what, brethren, I want to give a testimony today. You know the testimony I want to give? I know how to speak in tongues. More than all of you. And people, people are saying, you know what, this thing, throw it out of the window, it's not important. The guy is giving a testimony. Listen, listen, if, if, if you have studied this particular thing, among your peers, the ones, the ones who speak in tongues, some of you, you have friends that don't speak, they are normal Christians, they don't speak, no, look at your life. Some of, when you are a tongue-talking believer, you are more spiritual than the rest. You are more spiritual. Like, you are just naturally serious. You, you are just naturally a God kind of being. Yeah. Have you ever seen, have you seen anyone who doesn't speak in tongues, who works in the, who works in the healing ministry? Me, I don't know one. Billy Graham, Billy Graham didn't speak in tongues. He never healed one person in his ministry. Raham Bonke spoke in tongues. The guy raised the dead. The guy performed the miracles. Everywhere he went, he fulfilled scripture. Thank God for Billy Graham. He did well. But Ramhand, Ramhand is the New Testament kind of believer. Everywhere he went, he went and did good. You are telling me that we should throw this thing out of the window? Look, if the reformers had knew the advantage, they had known the advantage of speaking in tongues, they would have done better. Look at the reformers. The best they, they gave to us are books and writings. That's all. We don't know any Christianity they gave to us. No miracles. No breakthroughs. No encounters. No healings. No healings. If you have done a little bit of the, the 15th century reformers, Luther, Calvin, Wycliffe, what they, they, God blessed them. They preserved the Bible for us. They gave us something. But that was not enough until the Azusa Street revival came into play. They said William Seymour could pray for five hours in tongues. He prayed for five hours. He got an opportunity to be a pastor of a church. And he said, no. And he was praying. The Lord said, no, don't go and pastor the church. I want you to move to this place and start something small. And they were just gathering in four or five people, speaking in tongues. Before they realized, the people kept coming. They kept, the power of God moved. And that is why we have this particular charismatic movement that we have today. These healings. These miracles in Azusa. Yesterday I had a dream. I just remembered. Yesterday I had a dream and I saw somebody pray for someone and I saw bones coming out of the person. And I said, Lord, what is this? And I think that maybe God is speaking to me that Micah, it's time for people to grow out bones in your ministry. Hekuzikataya. Bones. Look, in Azusa Street Revival, go and check YouTube. There are a lot of videos. Normal church members. That is the kind of Christianity me I want for everyone around me. I don't want that kind of Christianity of AFM, senior man. No, no, me, I've never been that kind of person. 
That's why I can sit ordinary people down and teach them how to prophesy the way I do it. I teach people the way I do my, because I don't believe in that kind of special, this person, the only guy that works in the miraculous work. No, in Azusa Street Revival, there were ordinary people in the church that when you come, there's a guy that he was called Brother David or something. They said that he had a special grace in all forms of deaf ears. All forms of deaf ears. And they said he prayed for about seven hours a day in tongues. And when you come, he only whispers. He, that's all he does. In the name, he comes to your ear. The part that is not here. In the name of Jesus, Satan, lose your hold of this ear. I command your ears to open right now. And they said that he, he healed hundreds of people. Like that. No shouting. Because Paul said, when I pray in the spirit, my spirit is edified. Do you know the word edify? It means to charge. Have you seen a phone that is full battery before? No. Example. If your phone is below maybe 3% or 4%, you can't open camera. How many of you are aware of it? You can't play music. Some Christians, that's how their life are. They can't do, the reason that there are no miracles and no breakthroughs in their ministries is because their batteries are around 4% and 2%. But Paul said, the best way, the fastest way I charge up my spirit is that when I begin to speak in tongues and in the language of the spirit, I am charging up myself. I am building up myself. I am occupying myself with fire. I am, I am, I am, I am sharpening my gifts. I am sharpening myself. I am building myself. I am moving myself. I am, I am charging. I'm building. I am building. They said we should throw this thing out the window and have normal Christianity. Let's just come to church. How do we even pray without it? And, and you watch some Jesus movies and the early apostles. In some of the movies, you realize that they are praying the Lord's prayer. They never prayed that prayer. They never prayed that prayer. Have you seen it in the Acts of the Apostles once that they prayed it? It's a lie. It is clear in the New Testament and the epistle, like Paul is talking about tongues. Who do you think, how do you think Paul led this? He said he went to spend 15 days with Peter and with James to learn the fundamental principle. Charlie, I said, when the Holy Ghost, I began to speak in some tongues. I don't understand it. What, what does he mean? And Peter said, oh, don't worry, brother Paul. It's the language of the Spirit. He said, ah. He said, what does it do? It does this. It does that. It does that. It does that. It does that. You think if this wasn't important, Paul would write about four chapters on this, the spiritual. No, he, 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 he would have just wrote something else. I love tongues. I love tongues. We may not be able to continue the whole of the chapter. When you go, just look through it. You will realize that. Paul is rather teaching that when I speak in tongues, it helps me to prophesy. It helps me to prophesy. Let me share with you a great secret of the prophetic ministry. is tongue speaking. It's not any kind of thing. Aside all their other things. But the greatest secret of the prophetic ministry is tongue speaking. I'm not saying five minutes tongues. If you want, decide that you speak in tongues a number of hours every day. You may not be able to do it. So get, find some time and go on a special retreat. Eh? Maybe if, if it, or maybe even if you are preparing for a conference, a meeting where you are going to preach, you are going to spend three days 
praying two hours in tongues. No other thing. Zezo, zozo, baba, rababa, rebebe. Look, tongues eh, is the way you work in the prophetic ministry. Naturally, you don't have to struggle. You don't have to. It, it comes. This whole chapter is about tongue speaking and prophetic ministry. The whole of chapter 14. It's about tongue speaking and prophetic. And Paul is saying it's important to pray in the tongue, in tongues, but interpret. It's important to pray in tongues, but receive something that will benefit others. He's saying tongues benefit me. Prophetic benefit others. And he's saying that, verse 1, he said that, follow after love and desire the spiritual, but rather that you may prophesy. Paul is telling me that the best way I can demonstrate my love for people is to work in the prophetic ministry. And if I can work in this prophetic ministry, I must be able to speak in tongues. Because the next verse, he begins to talk about tongues. He's trying to, you know, because this book, they didn't preach in points. If not, you'd have seen points. They just wrote it in a paragraph-like form. But I think Paul was just trying to say, you know what? In order to be able to speak in tongues, in order to be able to prophesy, you must speak in tongues. And desire that you be able to interpret. As a church, we must desire the spiritual. So, Lord, you must desire the spiritual. It's your advantage in this life. It's your advantage. It's your advantage. It's your advantage. Look, when we tell people, I have seen this about you, we are not just guessing, we have seen it. We have, like, we have seen it. When we are prophesying to people, we are not just doing guesswork. We have, how do you guess people's names? How do you guess people's houses and accounts? How do you guess people's problems? How do I look at somebody and I say, your mom has a hip problem? Ah, why didn't I say your mom has headache? And he says, yes, yes, it's true. Ah, when was it? Recently, I, I, I picked somebody and I... I was prophesying about the father or mother. I said I say something. And I asked the person to go out and call. How do you guess these things? Have you ever seen anyone who doesn't speak in tongues who, who works in the prophetic ministry? They'll tell you those things are done away with. Because tongues is the foundation of the miraculous. It's the foundation. Onun tongue is the foundation of working in the miraculous. The moment we are able to get it out of the church, the church is dead. It's just a, a group of believers bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Bearing the fruit of the Spirit. That's all. And even now, we will, still be we will still be deficient because the first fruit is love. And Paul is saying to demonstrate love, we must walk in the Spirit. We must prophesy. So, so you realize that still, you cannot, you will be deficient. You preach somebody who is sick. You meet people who are molested by demons. And you're telling them, that's all. That's all. Somebody is sick. Somebody is expecting breakthroughs. And you're saying, no. I, if I can be able to extend the God that lives in me to them after salvation, the next thing I must give to them is my, I must give them something tangible. Jesus did it. It's how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. He went about doing good. The doing good there is he went about preaching the gospel. And the other thing he did was that he was healing all. That was the oppressor of the devil. He said, for God was with him. 
It's not enough for us to go about preaching and say, Jesus loves you. You know what? Repent of your sins. Yes, they've repented. But the person has been having dreams every night and someone is tying the person up. What do you have to do? Those guys cannot pray for them. Fizzy. Fizzy. And they make it look like, you know what? It is in heaven that God will comfort us. But Jesus said that. I will give you a comforter. I will give you a comforter. Why do I need a comforter for just comforting me when I go to heaven? And Jesus is a fraud. He's a fraudster. Why do you give me a comforter on earth and tell me that you know what? We will comfort you in heaven. Are you a fraudster? And people try to use theology and, and I'm a theologian. So when I say I know what I'm saying, they try to use yet they all PhDs. Some things need common sense. You need common sense. Some things need common sense. Why does God give you a comforter and doesn't want you to have comfort in life? I would be. Why does God give unto one the gift of healing and says that, you know what, don't heal with it? Is the Christianity a fraud? Without the power ministry in the church, Christianity is a fraud. Deceivers. We are deceivers without power. Without power. Listen, we are deceivers as Christians without power. We are the ones who are telling people our God is the omnipotent, all-powerful God. We are the ones saying it. All-knowing God, all-knowing God, and we can't walk in the prophetic. We can't see things that are beyond the natural. We are deceiving people. A God of love who doesn't want his children to be healed, is that a God of love? Huh? Is that a God of love? More of the time, the reason why a lot of Christians are still sick is because they have been taught that it is good. It is okay. God is testing you uh, because of Job. But even in Job's situation, what did God do to Job? Didn't he heal him? Didn't God heal him? Do you think Job lived all his life in disease? God healed him. So if you are sick and you have disease in your body, you must understand that it's not God's will that you'll be sick. Don't let people deceive you. He said the gifts of the manifestation of the spirit are given to profit with all. To profit with all. With all. A time is coming in this ministry that when, when somebody's thing gets missing, they may not have to come to me because I may not have that prophetic grace. But are you to be because to profit with all? So if yours is the gift of healing, yours may be the gift of faith. Yours may be the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. Are you with me? The gift of prophecy. And others, the gift of interpretation of tongues, diverse tongues or something. We may all have it anyway. But maybe Madi Aira, when I was a gift to Madi Aira, do something. I may go to the one with the word of knowledge, the one with the sharp word of knowledge will say, you know what? That sin has been stolen and it was so and so. Or to profit with all. Because I don't have it, then I'm going to another person. That's not true. Or I may go to the one with the gift of working miracles. And he will just command and the thing will appear. Yeah. I mean, when people's things get missing and I pray for them, it should be in Antoine Nyama's bottle. It will come out. I'm telling you, it's not, it's not this thing. It, 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 <laughs> I have seen ID cards got him missing. Like somebody went to Accra, ID card got missing. He, he came and found it in Sunyane. <laughs> I'm saying that, yes. I'm saying that the gifts are given to profit with what? With her. So, maybe one person needs healing. Okay, now I'm going to my bumpire and cause, ah. Let's give it to the healing matule. Say healing matule. Healing matule. 
Now, Ehili Matule is the person that if he even closes his eyes and touches you, you'll be healed. <laughs> Somebody say, Oh, Shekaluza Kataya. Ehili Matule. You two, you are a pastor. You two, you are a man of God. Oh. You walk to a healing with K. Maybe they are not show, but who the end be a healing in the Oboa? And say, I'm to Geno. Master, found Satuwa Mami. Then you lay there. It's done. Check it, check it, check it, check it. It's like, ah, I told you, I told you, I told you, I said it, I said it. He said, 1 Corinthians 12 7, the manifestations. He didn't say the silence. He said the manifestations of the Spirit. Listen, I can't have the Holy Ghost in me and not have a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. It's a fraud. It's a fraud. It's a fraud. It's a fraud. The manifestation. The manifestation. The manifestation. Let me apply a scripture which doesn't mean directly what it means. But Paul said, for the endless expectation of the creation, waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. Listen. The Holy Ghost in me must manifest. And the way he manifests is through the gifts of the Spirit. And how I'm able to make him manifest is by praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost. Look, these things I'm teaching you, thank God that they are recording. Eh? They are practical things. You enter a place, they say, you know what, man of God, or, or they say Christian, you know what, um, this place, um, in my family, we are having this issue. You say, sir, Zegina Sukataya, Lendea. What devil? What, sometimes, I, when I hear story, look, the stories are plenty. I'm not one of those fake guys. The stories are so plenty that, look, I've been to places, man of God, you know what, this family, there's something that has been happening. My father, this thing happened to my father. My mother, it happened. My elder brother, my, and it has destroyed almost all of us. Then I'm sitting, then I'm boiling. I'm heating, I'm heating, I'm heating, I'm heating. Then I said, you know what? And you know what? Some of them too, they have dropped a big seed. And the seed has already moved me already. And let me tell you something. People that have, have done me so much good there, eh, they don't go through storms for a long time. It's something that I have personally noticed. Because when I charge up like a lion and I blast in tongues two minutes and I speak, you know what I'm doing? I told you that tongues is the foundation. It's, it's, it's the building block. So Paul said, when I speak, what am I doing? I'm building. Edification is the word build. Like building a building. A building like Are you with me? That's the Greek word there. When I am speaking in tongues, Maybe the gift of healing. Are, are you aware in 1 Corinthians 12? The gift of healing is there, but it's not there for that, but it's not strong that much. You know what? Man of God, my mom used to this and whatever then, but something happened and, and an accident and from there, the hip bone or something. And you know what? Man of God, this woman built a church for us. You know what you do? Zaya, Zaya! Ah, Satan, you are a liar. You touch me, they say, Come on, come on, 
come out. You know what has happened? The tongues has unleashed the gift of faith, has unleashed the gift of healing, and has unleashed the gift of working miracles. Has built them, has, has, has golden them. And immediately, you will see results. I see it every time. I see it every time. What's the time? I see it every time. I see it every time. Hey, somebody say, hey. You, and they are saying that tongues is demonic. Get this message and listen to it again. Oh. I told you that uh, in every generation, God raises people. And he said, you know what? I want you to go and teach my people this. I want you to go and teach my people that. And I believe that uh, God raised me to be a teaching priest. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Because there are certain complex things that you, you, you may find out that certain people cannot teach them. They, but they understand it, but they, they can't teach them. But I have that grace. And I've taught you the two kinds of prayer. And I've taught you that the important is praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, if you have... Let me give you a good example. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it builds things. And I told you that you can pray your marriage into being. You can pray your ministry to appear. You can, you can, come, you can pray things into being. I follow what I'm saying. You can pray things into being. You can pray things into being. And you do so by praying in the Holy Ghost. Look, this practicality. When you pray in the Holy Ghost for a while and then you utter a word, I command, let this be so. You know what you're doing? You are using the gift of working miracles. You are applying the gift of faith. I thought the gift of faith never failed it. It never failed it. Last Sunday. The gift of faith, it is like um, God rather trusts having faith in you. I told you that on Sunday. I thought normal faith, Bible faith, normal Bible faith, or Bible faith is when we are having faith in God. The gift of faith is when faith is, God is having faith in us. I tell you, look, you, uh, I'm not lying to you, church. Listen, with the gift of faith, it's something God decided that I want to make men something, I have to make something out of men. You know what? I'm going to give them a gift of faith, and with this gift of faith, when they apply it, I will sit down and say, wow, beautiful, beautiful. Let me explain it better. It's like, I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's like when we bring mercy here and say that do totals, four totals, or hundred totals. We don't have to doubt it. Are you with me? When God gives you the gift of faith, eh, he sits down and says, he's going to do something. <laughs> he, he has to call angels say, come on, let's watch a movie. I told you that eh, David is going to do something. And you know what? Sit down and see what he will do. You will see something that will shock you. And the angel says, mm, is that true? Is that, you watch. Watch, watch what will happen. Then suddenly, somebody's head has hit on the wall. Let me tell you a story that happened in STU. STU, I've just remembered. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I was going to pay some people a visit in SM Magazine. Senior Magazine. STU, their second gate, you know there's a traffic there. That was 2017 or so. When I got there, there was a lady who was trying, the traffic had stopped, but there was a motorbike. That was coming, there were two guys. They were speeding up. And the lady just stepped on the road and the motor hit 
the lady. She rode in the head, in the, uh, the sky, and her head, occiput, back of her head, and her neck hit the, the road. And she started bringing out white things from her nose and her mouth. And they said if they carry her quickly, she would die. So they placed her on STU, the second gate. On my year, you be a pipeline, I had concrete, be we placed the lady there, and they, they were trying to figure out what do we do, what do we do? And the guys, they ran away. So I said, let me pray for, let me pray for, 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 for. I just I said, let me do something. You know what I did? I spoke in tongues. I said, I don't know the kind of the but I spoke in tongues. In less than one minute, then I touched her. Then I, I said, they said, hold on, hold on. I said, I'm raising her. They said, you Jimmy die. I raised her. I'm telling you, God is my witness. And human beings were there. They let I, I, I still remember like a, like, like a movie. I raised the lady this way. And I said, sit down. Then I, I knelt on the distance. Hey. Then I, I held her. Then I said, breathe in slowly. Then she started breathing. Suddenly, she got up right there. She walked to the whole, her hostel. And people said, are you sure you have not got it internally? Let's take it to the hospital. She got up and said, I'm fine. She said, I'm fine. She cleaned the thing and walked into the hostel. Yes. I spoke in, I didn't do, I spoke in tongues. And something happened to the dead, the lady that was dying. From deathbed to I am fine. To what? To what? I'm fine. That's the gift of faith. That's the, that one, eh? when you apply it, God sits in heaven and says, you know what? He will do it. He will do it. He will do it. As soon as he, you do it, the angels are all up. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I said it. I said, listen, listen. The gift, the gifts of the spirit, they, 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 they do not fail. They are like, they, listen, when the gifts of the, 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 the gifts of the Holy the Spirit, they are those abilities or those manifestations that heaven can throw bet on it. Ah, 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 you didn't get what I'm saying. The Bible says that he went about healing, uh, do, doing good, and healing how many? Healing how many? Healing how many? Healing how many? How many was he healing? I can't heal some. I refuse to heal some. Listen, you, when you have these, these things with you, when heaven sees you, they see Jesus. They see the same thing Jesus did. Can you imagine they drop a guy who was just a lame guy and he looks at him and says, your sins are forgiven. Then he touches him and immediately the guy starts walking. He walks into a room with a dead girl, touches the lady and says, them say, arise, and immediately he arises. Hey, are you joking me? Are you kidding me? Are you with me? A guy's hand has withered. He just say, stretch, leprosy, disappears. His new fingers come out. Are you serious? Jesus is a portrait of what we should be. It is Christian hypocrisy in the name of scholastic work and in the name of church history that makes people feel like these things are done away with. They are no more. But Jesus is the portrait. Whatever Jesus did, aside dying for the salvation of the whole world, we are entitled to perform. Peter looked at the guy who was lame and said, look at me. He looked at him and said, arise. He held him and pulled him up. He made the guy started walking. Paul sent handkerchiefs and aprons. Is it not true? It is true. I'm seeing the manifestation of the spirit. Heaven can bet on it. You can see Andrew Gabriel and Jamaica. And they are betting. There's a, there's a, this thing to work. And Gabriel said to work. Michael said to work. Then, they, they, you know, in heaven, they don't have two sides. 
So anyway, let's all bet anyway. At least we will get money. We are betting in favor of the gifts of the Spirit. That when these gifts of the Spirit meet this situation, one of them will bail out. The situation will bail out. Look, when the gift of faith meet, meets any human situation, it dies. It dies. It dies. In this small place, I have seen people down with nothing begin to rise. I've seen people's debt taken care of. In hundreds and thousands of cities, I've seen crazy things happen. I told of the man of God that I told him that it will be taken care of. We did in less than 12 hours from morning to evening, the debt had been paid of 10,000 cities. Eh? By 4 p.m. in the evening, 7,000 had been paid. And the person said, you know what? The rest, crowd, just take it. <laughs> and I'm saying that heaven can bet. They can. You see Peter in heaven going about and say, you know what? Hey, Michael. Uber bet to say. And then he'll say, you know what? I'm betting that God is good all the time that this gift will not fail. And Gabriel said, you know what? God is good all the time that this gift will not fail. And as you walk to that dead person, as you walk to that situation, and you exercise the gift, the manifestation of the spirit, as soon as it is done, heaven, listen, heaven doesn't only jubilate when the soul is, 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 is won. When the soul is added to the kingdom. When lives, every time lives are transformed, something happens in heaven. It is expanding the kingdom. When, so, when healings take place, the kingdom is being expanded. When the dead are raised, healing, the kingdom is being expanded. When people Satan had put down, had, had broken them down, are prayed for, and suddenly they begin to receive open doors, the kingdom receives re more relevance on earth. And we do so by praying in the spirit. Amen. I want you to have your seat. I want you to have your seat. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Who is blessed? Who is blessed? Wow. I wish we could continue. But like, like Paul, in the book of Hebrews, he said, time will not permit us. <laughs> time will not permit us. Time will not permit us. Lindo so vaske vadande prosobadaya. Lendeko vasinda kradi kobolo brandi kabasa. Kabaya. Madaya. Redaya. Sobaya. Bengaya. Randosu, Kembara, Leboso, Gendegre de Scobanda, Landa Cobaboso, Bamba Cabradaya, Lene de Reseke de Brinketezekrakatayadaya. When I pray with an unknown tongue, my understanding is unfruitful. Habit, my spirit is praying. My spirit is praying. And I'm praying to God. And I'm edifying myself. And I'm building my faith. And I'm building holiness. And I'm sharpening my prayer life. 
and I'm sharpening my gifts and I'm building myself. Hush. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to clap for Jesus.